Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with us today. We are continuing in Micah chapter 7. Have, is there not a lot in this chapter right here? <laughs> and we've only looked at the first seven verses. Uh, though really the, the main thing I want us to see is centered around that seventh verse. Remember what the seventh verse said. But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. I mean, that's just such an encouraging word here out of the prophet. I want to go back and read these first seven verses, and then we'll press on through a few more verses again to where we can be reminded of the context where we can understand what's being said, but really realize that the days that are being described here that Micah was living in, we live in quite similar days with how evil is manifesting itself. So uh, chapter 7 of Micah, verse 1, says this, Woe is me, for I am like the fruit pickers, like the grape gatherers, there is not a cluster of grapes to eat or a first ripe fig which I crave. The godly person has perished from the land, and there is no upright person among men. All of them lie in wait for bloodshed. Each of them hurts the other with a net. Now, just a moment here. We see that he's craving some fruit, and there's no fruit. There's no clusters of figs, just of, of grapes. There's no figs to eat. So there's some form of... Uh, a drought, some form of famine that's happening here. And he's saying this, the godly people, they perish from the land. There's not an upright person here. They all lie and wait the bloodshed. Each one tries to hurt the other with a net, capture one another, trip up one another. Verse 3 says this, concerning evil, both hands do it well. So he says they're masters of evil. They're not just right-handed with evil or left-handed with evil. But both hands do it very, very well when it comes to evil. He, he continues on. <coughs> the prince asks, also the judge, for a bribe. And a great man speaks the desire of his soul. So they weave it together. We've talked about this uh, previous two episodes or so. But is this not a vivid picture? Of, you've got a prince who is corrupt. He's asking for a bribe to do something. You have a judge who's corrupt. He's asking for a bribe to decide something. You have a great man who doesn't have to ask. He just has to speak the desire of his soul, and it will be done for him. You have these three lines, these three cords, these three threads, and it says, so they weave it together. So it's woven together. They work in conjunction with one another in the evil that they're doing. Verse 4, the best of them is like a briar the most upright like a thorn hedge. The day when you post your watchman, your punishment will come. Then their confusion will occur. He said, what he's saying is they think they're going to be protected when they post their watchman. Everything's going to be fine, but no, no, no. Punishment is coming. Verse 5, do not trust in a neighbor. Do not have confidence in a friend. From her who lies in your bosom, guard your lips. For son treats father contemptuously. Daughter rises up against her mother. Daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own household. But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. 
I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. And now he continues in verse 8. Do not rejoice over me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. So he is making some uh, very, very strong uh, prophetic statements of faith, is he not? He's literally declaring to the enemy, don't rejoice over me. You know, you may look at me right now, you may be rejoicing, thinking I am defeated, but I'm not. Don't think I am defeated because I'm watching expectantly for the Lord. Don't think that I'm defeated because I'm waiting for the God of my salvation. Don't think I'm defeated because I'm praying to the Most High God and I know <coughs> that He will hear me. No, don't think I'm, don't do that. Don't rejoice over me in me because you have not had the victory yet. And even though, he says it here in verse 8, though I fall, I will rise. Is that not a word of encouragement? Because all of us uh, fall, all of us fail, all of us, uh, the word actually means to be cast down, to fail, to fall down. All of us do that at some time. We fail, we fall. But he says this, even though I fall, I will rise. So don't you rejoice over me, my enemy. Then he says, even though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. So he might have been dwelling in the darkness of uh, uh, the situation, the circumstance. We don't know. He might have been in prison. He might have been in the cave. Who knows? You know, if we looked at the entire letter, the entire book, we might have learned something from that. But we jumped in at the end, didn't we? <laughs> and I don't know. I don't remember. But he's saying this, the Lord is my light for me. Even though I dwell in this land of darkness and this time of darkness, the Lord is my light. Now, verse 9, listen to this. This is a really intriguing verse. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I've sinned against him until he pleads my case and executes justice for me. He will bring me out to the light and I will see his righteousness. So what's he saying here? He's saying, hey, enemy, don't you, don't you rejoice over me. I've fallen. Yeah, I sinned. I did something. I sinned against the Lord. That's what it says in verse 9. And he says, I want to bear that indignation of sinning against the Lord until he pleads my case. Because you know what? What did he say in verse 7? My God will hear me. I've cried out to the Lord. And even though I have fallen and I've sinned, I'll bear that indignation, but I know that God will plead my case, which is interesting. He pleads my case. Who's he pleading the case before? Hmm. Who's bringing the case before him? Hmm. We know that the adversary does that. The enemy does that. But he says, you know what? I'm going to do this until he pleads my case and executes justice for me. So look what the, uh, the prophet knows. He knows this. He's waiting and watching expectantly for the Lord. He's waiting for the God of salvation. He knows that God hears him. He knows that the enemy's rejoicing, but he's telling the enemy, don't do that. You know, I, I fell, and I'm going to rise again. I'm dwelling in darkness. Maybe a dark time personally. It looks like a dark time for everybody, but the Lord is my light. He says, I'm going to bear the indignation of this because I did sin against God. But he pleased my case, and he, the Most High God, executes justice for me. He the Most High God, will bring me out to the light, and I will see His, the Most High God's, righteousness. 
Think about that. So often we get caught up in the cares and concerns and the, uh, the sins, the mistakes that we make, the poor decisions we make that lead to sin. And we think, well, there's no hope. And then we listen to the lies of the evil one who's sitting there saying, yeah, you're not much of a believer. You're a total failure, et cetera, et cetera. I'll tell you what, Micah 7 might be a good place to take ourselves to, to sit there and rejoice over and to see why it was. Micah made this decision that, you know what? I watch for the Lord, and I do so expectantly. I wait for God. I know God will hear me. He's not going to leave me in this darkness. He's going to plead my case. He's going to execute judgment. Bring me out of darkness into light, and I will see his righteousness. Literally means his right doing, his right dealing. I will see that God will make the right decision. Really very encouraging, very exciting thing, particularly for those that are going through difficult times. Anyway, go back and read Micah 7 before you recline upon your night bed this evening and see if the Lord speaks anything to you. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.